Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. Hey, Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. And of course, taped live of the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. If you're listening to us in the audio realm, do us a favor. Leave us a rating, review, or a comment. It really helps grow Going In Raw. We were like three spots away from overtaking what culture Ooh. for the top non-wrestler base. Like, oh, no, wow. we're not wrestlers. No, here. never have been, never will be. So, like, the top fan-based podcast in the wrestling world on, on in Apple Podcasts. Uh-huh. Three spots away. And all those comments, reviews, and ratings help boost our profile there on, on that chart. I don't know what algorithm exactly they use. Yeah. But I'm gunning, I'm gunning for them dudes over at What Culture. You want to be that's that's an up number one, number one, absolutely, man. Because we got the number one community here in professional right. wrestling media. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about NXT 2.0. What huge changes did Triple H make? To that, none. It and was any, it was, it basically was, the exact same as it always is. They, they, I, put, they got a lot in those two hours. They did. I actually really enjoyed NXT this week. Oh, really? I thought it was a slog. I wanted to fall asleep the whole time. Really? Oh, man, I like that main event. 
No, that's all good. And then Medusa was there. Sorry, yeah, Alundra, that's great. Alundra Blaze was yeah, there. That was cool. She's Medusa the homie. Medusa being there was great. And there was some couple. Oh, there was a man. couple of good matches. There's just too much talking for my taste. Anyways, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Also on today's show, we're going to talk about a huge SummerSlam match canceled, and we're going to do some reckless speculation over what exactly is happening there because it could be a lot of fun. I don't know what it's going to be, but it could be a lot of fun. Uh, but first, let's talk about this, yes. man. So we might be looking at more talent eyeing the WWE from AEW now that Vince is gone. So since WWE announced Monday that the game, the Cerebral Assassin, the King of Kings, Triple H, Paul Levesque, terrorizing Jean-Paul Levesque. You just say Hunter over. Hurst Helmsley. Hunter Hurst Helmsley, thank you, was taken over creative. There's been, see, that's the hot tag right there, man. Uh, so ever since that happened on Monday, right, there's been quite a bit of talk on the wrestling internets about the possibility of former NXT stars currently signed with AEW, possibly going back to WWE to again work for the King of Kings. Fightful Select asked a couple dozen former WWE talents if they would have stuck around had Triple H been at the helm creatively, and many of them responded that they would have if the Cerebral Assassin had been in charge of the book on main roster at the time of their departure. When former NXT talent told Fightful that they, quote, felt an incredible sense of loyalty to Triple H, and he had been the per and had he been the person managing their creative future, things could have been much different. That talent, as well as another former NXT wrestler who eventually signed with AEW, both told Fightful that, quote, they had no confidence in being creatively satisfying on the, satisfied on the WWE main roster. One of those wrestlers told Fightful, quote, I'm glad that I went to AEW, but if I was graduating to a Triple H-led SmackDown or Raw, I probably would have re-signed with WWE before my deal was up. A top free agent told Fightful that Triple H and Stephanie McMahon assumed uh, assuming their new roles could make it more likely that they re-sign with the company. Well, apparently AEW head honcho Tony Khan is seemingly aware of a lot of this chatter that's been going on about AEW talent jumping ship to WWE now that the game is in charge. Because on a recent appearance on Busted Open Radio, Khan responded to the talk of AEW wrestlers returning to WWE, stating, and these transcripts come to you via WrestlingNews.co, quote, there's a lot of changes in pro wrestling. I think it's going to be positive for the fans overall. I'm a little amused that changes in the competition. So that's his I find it funny. I'm a little I'm amused, a little amused yeah. that changes in the competition. People think it's going to magically change the landscape. Some of these accounts, Twitter, can be a fun place to follow. But some of the narratives I've seen every day for the last week are really amusing to me. You know, I've got people signed here for five years. Five years. And people think that just because the CEO, chairman, head of creative, those positions changed in uh, the competition, people I have five-year contracts with are magically going magically to switch teams. Good luck with that. He also noted Adam Cole is apparently signed through 2027. Yeah. Yeah. Wowie wow. Um, I mean, it's, a, it's, it's, it's the, we've indulged in the chatter of, uh, well, Triple H is the charge now. Obviously, he was seemingly very close with a good number of wrestlers in NXT who have, or, and on the main roster who eventually went to AEW. Um, and so, yeah, we we've we have indulged in that talk because, you know, whoever said this here uh, to Fightful, they feel a, a great deal of loyalty towards Triple H. Based on what we've seen about Hunter's relationship with NXT talents, I understand that because it felt like a family based on what we saw for the most part. You know, 
Absolutely. Um, you know, a lot of the backstage stuff, uh, you know, like last five years, I would say. Whenever you have, whenever you see these little behind-the-scenes bits of, of Triple H talking to anybody that either uh, was in NXT when he was there or went up to the main roster and had any interaction with Triple H, it just seems like wrestlers feel like they can talk to him, confide in him, you know, air their frustrations, and he will listen. And that seems to be a massive departure from Vince. Um, and and I'm not surprised at all that someone who eventually went to uh, AEW would be like, I'm not going to stay here because the odds of me getting good creative, minimal. Don't blame him for that. Not surprising at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. I think that it's, I mean, look, this is something that you and I have talked about a lot because it's a natural thing to talk about. Mm -hmm. uh, people waiting out Vince McMahon, whether, you know, he retires, gets forced out, combination there of what actually happened, or he's super old. Other things could happen. Mm -hmm. um, it seems kind of clear that if you have a situation where you value creativity above even a huge paycheck and you have an alternative where you're allowed creative, and by the, the grass ain't all that greener over in AEW. For some people, yeah, absolutely. For others, women, not so much. Um, and so you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. Well, you know what Vince is going to give you, a bunch of dog shit probably, right? Mm -hmm. At least AEW, you have an opportunity there, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what a lot of people have taken Tony Khan up on that offer. Mm -hmm. And good for them. Yeah. But... Now that Vince is gone, hey, guess what? This creates maybe more competition for AEW for talent now. Just like they did for WWE because it's like, oh, like you said, that dude who created an atmosphere in NXT that people seem to love yeah. is now running the whole show mm -hmm. from top to bottom across four brands. Mm -hmm. um, now he's in charge, and the old man who couldn't remember what match went on last week so he put on the same match the next week is gone. Mm-hmm. His, his running buddy, who thought everybody should dress like Mandy Rose, is gone. Um, the culture, regardless of what CM Punk thinks, is going to change. Let's, by virtue of the fact that those dudes are gone. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I, I watched what CM Punk had to say about this, and I don't have a transcript here, but he basically said, yeah, I don't think anything's going to change there. Yeah, well, we that all too. know that CM Punk and Triple H... Never really saw no, eye to they eye. They never really seemingly got along, no. Um, and so it's sort of, I think it's disingenuous. And in fact, even the example he gave was kind of bunk because he pointed at something that they did under, you know, the uh, calling out Sasha and Naomi, the, the, the tactless, classless way they did that when they left because they were unsatisfied creatively. He said, you know, the culture's not going to change. They called them out. And then when Brock left, they didn't call him out. Well, it's a different yeah, they didn't call him out. They probably wouldn't have because it's Brock Lesnar. Exactly. But I honestly, and maybe this is me by being na naive, what do you think? If the same situation happened with Sasha and Naomi and they left, do you think the Stephanie Triple H regime would have been in Michael Cole's ear saying, run them down? No, I don't think so. I, I have know. no evidence to suggest that would be the case. I don't think so. I mean, I, I, we don't have the sample size that we do with Vince, the, the, with Triple H in terms of, We've seen over a great many number of years, Triple H, or sorry, Vince, would be petty, vindictive. We've seen it. 
Uh, We've seen that plenty. We haven't seen that same thing. I mean, with, he did with, call AEW pissant company. Yeah, I know, but that felt like it was more just kind that of a, a joke thing. Yeah, it was, it was a rip. rip. Yeah. You know, at least since Triple H has been in management, we haven't yeah. seen that from him. You know, yeah, yeah uh, he does seem to keep. He does seem to want to stay above all that. Um, and I mean that that's evidence that I've seen. I doubt that would be the same thing. So I, mm-hmm. you know, all respect to CM Punk. He's worked there. Yeah. He also has quite a bit of baggage with that company that I honestly think would probably end up, you know, uh, coloring his vision a little bit, but, uh, but no, absolutely. It does. It does feel like the culture is probably going to change in WWE. Is it going to be great for everybody? Probably not because there's not enough room for it to be great for everybody. Mm-hmm. That's just the nature of, of entertainment. Yeah. I mean, hopefully it'll be, it'll be better for, most everybody, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, if, if, if it's a situation where people are, you know, left sitting at catering or sitting at home because they're not involved because Vince follow Vince had followed the whim one way and just completely neglected uh, utilizing everybody. Mm-hmm. And you have someone new coming in, yeah. especially someone new that you have a rapport with in Triple H. Mm-hmm. You got to be optimistic. Well, at least maybe I'll do something. Maybe I'll yeah. be on TV on a regular basis. Maybe I'll at least have a story. Yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, what Tony Khan says is probably factually correct. If you're under contract with a place, yeah, you can't magically switch teams. No, you can't. That. You can't just up and leave. No, this isn't. That, this that, isn't the 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 early '90s anymore. When apparently people just just get up and leave. You know, <laughs> that shit used to happen all the time. All the time crazy. happened. Yeah. Like Sid, like with Sid, he like changed oh companies God, like I, five times. Softball, yeah. Yeah, yeah. people just go and go and they, they stab a person, go somewhere else, and then go to the other place where they just stabbed a person. Um, yeah, it was kind of crazy. But uh, things are different now. Look, I, I honestly just think this, man. I think everybody in the wrestling industry probably should just be happy that that toxic, cancerous element is out of the WWE. Mm-hmm. That's it. The period. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then yeah. the, and then you know, the, if you have if you face a new set of problems, so be it. But Triple H and Stephanie have both always sort of shown, uh, uh, to my eyes, an appreciation for, uh, you know, a sort of a, a healthy atmosphere backstage, uh, an emphasis, by the way, on women's wrestling. Yes. Um, uh, and, and I think that they I think there's a lot of positives here to come. And I don't know if you need to be so so defensive about that. But yeah, uh, yeah I know. I know. But, you know, don't Tony Khan is Tony Khan. Exactly. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. 
Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Let's talk about this because I'm anxious yes. to get your thoughts on this. Yeah, man. this is so, this is this is interesting. This yeah. is very interesting. So it looks like we may have gotten our first major creative shakeup here during the Triple yeah. H era. Uh, WB reported via the bump today that scheduled Seth Rollins versus Riddle match at SummerSlam is off. Off after off. Rollins stomped Riddle on the floor and then on top of the ring steps to close out this week's Raw. Caleb Braxton added that Rollins' attack led to Riddle getting a, quote, really bad stinger that resulted in some weakness and he won't be medically cleared for the biggest party of the summer. Fightful Select reporting that Riddle's injury, not legit, not legitimate. Uh, but they're using the post-match beatdown at the hands of Rollins to kayfabe Riddle's absence from SummerSlam. Fightful adds that the match will happen later, perhaps as soon as Clash of the Castle, but it's being scrapped for the time being due to creative adjustments. Mm-hmm. Seth Rollins commented on the change on Twitter, tweeting out, quote, for, uh, for anyone who purchased a ticket to see SummerSlam, hoping to see me in action, I apologize. I did everything I could over the last six months to earn my spot on the show. Some things are out of my control. Thank you for always singing my song. They'll hear you someday. But then Triple H responded, said, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you, Seth Rollins. I mean, Seth, you're, Seth you're is a Triple H guy. That's been Oh, that's my been God. He is one of the most Triple H guys there is. He's like prime Triple H guy. Um, all right, man. Creative adjustments. This is a big deal. This is this is a big Triple H. All right. He's moving these, he's moving these pieces around. I think SummerSlam is going to be a wild show, man. I think Triple H is looking at this and like, all right, how, what can I move around here? What can I do here? And this is like, this is pretty big. So what is Rollins going to do at SummerSlam? I mean, obviously, the one the one thing that a lot of people have been talking about is the possibility of him being added to the main event. I don't necessarily see that, but what do you think in terms of the possibilities on the scale of 1 to 10, Rollins being added to the main I mean, event? I'd say six, no, possibility of wow. it happening, four. Three maybe. I would yeah, I was gonna say three or four. Um, I don't really see that. Yeah. They uh they have they have a show to to make something you know, and I know I know I know he's got tons of history with Reigns. They tease that on Raw. Mm-hmm. He's got history with Brock. Mm-hmm. I get all that. Um but uh yeah, I, I you know, I don't know how they're gonna motivate it. Um it could be a, it could be something simple. I don't mm-hmm. know. It'd be weird mm-hmm. to not have him on the card whatsoever. Yeah, He's right. one of the top stars in the entire company. You want him on the card. This is for this is he's going to be on the card. Yeah, because this is this is if 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 it's true, it's a creative adjustment. Which you know he didn't actually stomp Riddle into a stinger, yeah. you know, into getting no. a stinger. Um, this is a this is a, this is something. I don't know, man. SummerSlam, it, maybe it's going to rival Survivor Series '98 with all the twists and turns that it might have. Maybe, I don't know. Is he going to end up somehow getting that briefcase off of Riddle, off of a, a, theory? a theory? Probably not. I don't see that happening either. But yeah, like, I don't, I don't, like, I don't know, man. Either. I feel like something big. Your host for SummerSlam, happen. Seth Rollins. Well, what's also interesting is that uh, apparently, according to 
some of these reports. They sound like wrestling news now. Um, according to rumors, Paul Heyman is yes. in Triple H's inner circle. Yeah. Creatively speaking, which yeah. is awesome. That's which great is news. great. Great so news. What if he comes to Triple H like, I've got an idea. Mm. We're Seth Rollins. Fucking, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have anything past uh, that. But I, mean, like I have if, a bad he, Heyman impression. If he were put into the main event, making a triple threat, last man standing, so on and so forth. Like, I don't know. That might not work with the stipulation of the match because would you have to make like two people not be able to get up? I don't know if we've ever seen a triple threat last man standing match before. It wouldn't surprise me if I did it at ECW. You can have a, what is it, a, a, the, the three-way dance, which is like elimination. But yeah, last man standing. No, it would alter the, the, the DNA of the entire match. Plus, yeah. he can't advertise one last time. Exactly. I mean, you could because they did it already at WrestleMania in the cash-in. But like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I, I honestly think there's going to be some twists and turns coming up, man. You know Heyman. Heyman loved all that kind of shit, you know, just crosses and double crosses and stuff mm -hmm. like that going mm -hmm. down. Um, and on top of that, Seth's tweet was like a super babyface tweet. It really was. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, I can. I hear you singing my song. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we had that little thing between Seth and Roman on Raw. Yeah, yeah on the ramp. So maybe yeah. we'll get a hint on SmackDown uh, Friday night. Um, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. Could be interesting. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of people here in chat are saying Seth versus John Gargano. Here's the thing. They just did that mm -hmm. with Seth and Cody. Mm -hmm. Seth lost to Cody three times in a row. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it, it's not gonna. They're not gonna do that again. Or right. I'd be really surprised if they did that again. Right. And also, like uh, some people here in chat, I see. I don't know if you guys are joking or not, but you know, versus Edge, they did that ad nauseum. They already had three know, matches. I think he wants to go. I think he wants to set up his players. And I, if, if you're not, if you if he if you don't think Seth Rollins, especially how popular he is right now, he's got that whole arena every single Monday. Or Friday or whatever, uh, uh, chance singing along with his song. Yeah, you know, putting in that good work. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, don't know, don't know. It'd be interesting. Uh, also interesting, AEW tonight. A lot happened. A lot happened. Big story beats. Huge story beats. Uh, uh, first among those is that we have a, a new FTW champion. So Ricky Starks successfully defended it against Danhausen. He says, "I still got something left in the tank." Another challenger come on out. Hook answered the challenge and uh, 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 defeated Ricky Starks. Um, and after the match, Starks just dropped an incredible babyface promo. Oh, incredible. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and then Will Hobbs, powerhouse Hobbs, attacked him from behind, Whoop dropped him with a spine buster while Taz is on commentary saying, what's going on here? Mm -hmm. um, so we don't know about the dynamic of, between Team Taz, but – even in defeat, because here's the thing. Ricky Starks is already well beyond the FTW title. He's had that belt for a year. Mm -hmm. Dude's, dude's going to be a main eventer sooner rather than later. You know, he's got the in-ring ability. He can talk. He had one of his short films back before his entrance tonight. And if he had the involvement he, he's had his previous things, dude is an incre incredibly creative and talented individual. Sky's the limit for Ricky Starks. Um, and that seemed like the first step in pushing him to the mood, and I'm very excited about it. There is a, a, a big old gaping hole right now for a young 
you know, I don't. Is Ricky past thirty? He's he's under, he's younger than thirty. I don't know. I think. Um, quick. In any event, there's a big hole right now that MJF left for a strong young. He's thirty-two. Okay, he's thirty-two for a strong young up-and-coming talent. I know that's like what I don't know, seven years older than MJF, but still. Mm-hmm. Um, I, in my opinion, Starks is just as talented, probably even more so than MJF in terms of raw talent. Um, now I know it's obviously it's a different role. He's a babyface. MJF was a great heel, um, and who knows when or if MJF is going to return. But you do have an opportunity here because, like you said, Starks has everything. Now I do. You need to see him go through a, a, a prolonged story getting to that point from FTW title. Two, I don't know, maybe he beats Wardlow for that title, or maybe he moves up to to, to the pack title right now. He, he goes, he travels overseas yeah, and finds some little rinky dink. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, he f- finds a bingo hall in Birmingham to fight pack and gets that title. I don't know what it's going to be, but it seemed like a big, big moment. It did. A it did. big moment for Starks that you can look back on. And that clubbing blow from Hobbs. I gasped. I literally, I was sitting, laying there on my bed watching it, and, and it came. It came so out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. It was so unexpected. I did not see this coming, and you just see this gunk. Yeah, and I, the, and I was like, ah, no. I didn't, I didn't think they'd break up before Keith Lee and Swerve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I didn't right. Think that would happen at all. Um, yeah, yeah, that was pretty surprising, and and so we get we get Starks. First feud, now that he's a babyface, going to go against mm-hmm. Powerhouse Hobbs, and that should be great. Mm-hmm. Give give the two of them a couple months, maybe three months, mm-hmm. um, and just tell a great story between the two of them. And if you do it right, they'll both be much more massive stars afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of interesting. Uh, we also had uh, the official announcement for uh, and we had our first we, we had our first holders of the AEW trios yeah. titles. Yeah, commentary team is Jr. Taz and Excalibur. Yeah. Uh, so apparently we're gonna get the like this is the the the, the crowning of the new trios champions are gonna be uh, is gonna be at all out. I believe. Yeah, the tournament the finals will be at all out. Yeah. Right, and so it's totally gonna be Adam Cole and Redragon versus uh, uh, the Hangman Page and the Young Bucks. I kind of feel like it's probably going to end up going to Hangman and the Bucks. I think so, too, because if I believe it was Feistel's report that Kenny Omega was supposed to be involved in a program with the Young Bucks, I was kind of skeptical that he'd actually be wrestling. He can help his friends, the Young Bucks, win those titles and try to make amends with Paige, uh, you know, given their, their history as well. I think mm-hmm. that could be interesting stuff. I think it could be really good stuff. It was advertised next week that the Undisputed Elite are back. Um, uh, I have no idea what the status is on uh, on Cole. Is O'Reilly injured as well? I'm not. I, I thought not they were all like busted up to some degree. Seen anything about that? But uh, all right, um, been gone. Yeah, could just be gone. Um, you know, and then whenever Kenny is healthy, mm-hmm, yeah, bang right into a feud with Adam Cole. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So, yeah, and and who knows how long that's going to be? Yeah, um, I do. You know, originally, I think Tony Khan had even said. He wanted to wait for Kenny to come back to do this. Um, 
Now, maybe he had plans back then to do it this way, or if he had, maybe he had plans for it to be Kenny and the Bucks. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but seemingly, yeah, this is going to be this is going to be an interesting feud. Um, also, what we speculated might have been, and we both kind of agreed an underwhelming main event to All Out is actually in a main event. Quake at the Lake. Yes. Uh, Mox versus Jericho. Uh, after Mox successfully. Uh, uh, took down Roosh tonight. The Jericho Great match, pre- too. Oh, phenomenal match. Uh, uh, Jericho Appreciation Society comes out, and uh, and Jericho basically lays out the challenge for Mox. Mm-hmm. So that match is going to go down. Is there any chance that that's going to sort of... Because, you know, Punk, by, by all indications, Punk's foot is fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, I So I, I I'm kind of not optimistic that he'll be back by All Out. Yeah, I'd be pretty surprised. So, I mean, when, when Jericho first came out, I was like, oh, this is going to be the all-out thing. Okay. Is there, I mean, may, maybe they're going to do Quake at the Lake to sort of set up a match between Mox and Jericho. At well, you know, out? usually know. when they have these title matches, you get a definitive winner. Right, yeah. You know, yeah. it's very rare that you get a DQ finish. Uh, I think I can only think of one time it's happened um, mm-hmm. in an AEW bout. So, mm, yeah. Um, I would expect the match to happen and have a definitive winner at the end. Now that's mm-hmm. not to say they don't set up something else afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, heck, the Blackpool Combat Club is still feuding with Jericho Appreciation Society, and I thought maybe Wheeler versus Garcia might kind of put the end to it. Mm-hmm. Not. Yeah. It's not yeah. happening. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if you have that match on August 10th and then less than a month later have another match, unless there's some stipulation that you add to it to, to up the ante yeah that's what it would have to be a stipulation of some sort or i guess maybe i mean quake at the lake is just going to be a theme dynamite <clears throat> I, you're right though they usually have definitive endings to these big title matches but maybe in this situation they'll have a wonk finish and they'll finish it up at a, i mean the, the 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 one way they could very easily motivate a rematch is to have jericho win it mm. and then mox win, wants his win the title yeah what was also kind of interesting tonight, Mox said, get that interim shit out of here. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm the I'm a two-time AEW mm-hmm. world champion. You think that means they're going to start referring to that thing as the world championship. I kind of wonder if that's another signifier. Maybe that Punk's going to be out a little longer than Could they be. had suspected. Could be. Could be. Yeah. Or they're trying uh, to, as a swerve, and they're, they're trying to make us think that because he's going to be back in two weeks. 2D chess or 3D chess, man. Could be. 2D, Could be. Um, we finally heard from Jungle Boy. Um, he had an interview, uh, talked a lot of crap about Christian, uh, showed a little bit um, of, of passion and intensity. Yeah, really. he talked loud, yeah. Yeah, he talked loud, yeah. Because um, he, he, he doesn't usually. It's no, a great first step. No, he said a lot of people really like this. Uh, one thing that Jungle Boy, I think you and I both agree, needs to show a little bit of personality. Yes. And, uh, and, and he did that tonight. It, it, was a, yeah. it was a good first step. He said shit a lot. Yeah, called uh, Christian a pussy, uh, and uh, and yeah, he, he said a lot of rude things about Christian. Talked about his divorce, yeah, and uh, and and yeah, so that that's a feud that's happening, and that's cool. Yeah, uh, and then uh, in the main event, we saw Daniel Garcia take on Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson's first match since Anarchy in the Arena, and he took the L. Yeah, not expecting that. Uh, it seemed like Dynamite tonight was really focusing on building up some of the younger talent, not relying so much on the WWE talent, former yeah, WWE like talent. That. 
Yeah, that's good. Um, and it, it, you know, back when AEW started, that seemed to be their goal. Is like, hey, we're bringing a bunch of people. We got a bunch of really well-known people that you know, the elite guys. Uh, but they spent the first, I don't know, six months really trying to develop mm-hmm. the younger talent. And mm-hmm. I hope they do get back to that because you know I like Brian Danielson and and Mox and stuff, but uh, it'd be great to see them do their thing, but not at the expense of the younger talent that they need to build up to solidify the future of the company. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. We did we did see that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Let's go ahead and uh, kick this thing sure. off because we've been talking about it a lot. Uh, yeah, uh, Roosh versus John Moxley. Oh, you man, said this was great. Already just a really terrific match. Once again, Moxley got busted open. Uh, just really, really good stuff here. Um, there was some uh, distractions, some shenanigans from the uh, uh, from uh, the Ingo Jose faction, and Andrade, um, and and Roosh, I, they let Roosh kick out of a paradigm shift, which is kind of cool. Uh, but then Mox immediately put on that bulldog, yeah. and uh, and Roosh was out pretty quickly after that. Mm-hmm. So Mox got the win after that. Jericho Appreciation Society walks to the stage. Entertainers, entertainers. Parker says this. There's no daddy magic tonight. Uh, Parker said this garbage town doesn't get to listen to Judas, but here's something we can do: appreciate them. Uh, Jericho says, you know, I had to come out here and congratulate you on an amazing match. You've done a great job as interim champ. You're on a roll. He says, but it's nothing compared to the role the Jericho Appreciation Society's on. He says, look at Garcia. He's in the main event. Sammy Guevara is going to annihilate Dante Martin with Ty by his side. And now we got Anna Jay. Uh, she says, he says, she called me last week, asked for an opportunity, and it paid off huge. So I got on the mic. And she started running everybody down. She's like, you're damn right I took that opportunity. She says, I'm the new Anna J. Anna J-A-S. <laughs> Which was terrible. It really was. That was it was it was awesome. That was pretty great. Um she says, I'm the sexiest and toughest, and I'm not afraid to prove it. She said, I'm gonna choke you. I starts pointing at fans in the crowd. I'm gonna choke yeah. you out. Yeah. I'm gonna choke you all out. It was pretty <laughs> and they great. have to sort of calm her down a little bit. That was pretty good. Um so Jericho says, that's the intensity I saw last week when Eddie brutalized. Uh, brutalized me, broke my nose, and threw me into a barbed wire web. He says, but I beat Kingston. and uh, He says, Mox, I'm going to beat you. He says, after two and a half years, I'm demanding my rematch for the AEW world title at Quake by the Lake. And when I beat you, I'm going to be the first two-time Le Champion. And Mox is like, no, 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 no. He says, you know, Jericho, I hate you, and I hate this type of sports entertainment bullshit. I used to look up to you. And I believe that in your own way, you are the greatest. You're the GOAT. You've been everywhere. You've done everything. But everything you got going on now is pathetic. This isn't the sports entertainment title of the galaxy. 
It's the AEW title. It's a top title, and we're in pro wrestling. So if you want this match, leave the people who carry your bags at home. And I don't want the wizard. I don't want the king of trademarks or whatever you are this week. I want the Lionheart. He says if a the AEW title is going to uh, be defended on my watch, it's going to be against the last survivor of the Heart Dungeon. A little bit earlier there, when he mentioned the sports entertainment title, he says take the interim out of it. This is the world championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so then this is when uh, it's announced that JR, Taz, and Excalibur are the very first AEW trios champions because they're in front of each of them on the uh, commentary desk. But they'll have a tournament nonetheless to crown the next champions, the second champions. Uh, AEW has a stellar lineup of origin of first champions. Bret Hart, of course, the first world champion. Yeah. Uh, Mike Tyson, the first TNT champ. <laughs> That's right. You're right. That's right. Mike Tyson, what a name. Um, of course, now J.R. Taz, Excalibur, first trio champions. <laughs> uh, after that, we got a Dante Martin interview. Um, he says he's got to keep his head on a swivel tonight because Sammy has tie ringside. And he says, uh, uh, Sammy, uh, he can't hack it on this roster anymore. Um, he says, but I'm going to have someone in my corner tonight, and that's going to be Sky Blue. You know, man, Dante Martin has come a long way in his promo game. He's actually really comfortable now. He sounds mm -hmm. genuine. He's mm -hmm. got, and he's he's past just the. He sounds like he's comfortable. He, he's past that. He's he's got some passion in his in his, yeah. in his promos, just, man. I love takes, that. It takes reps. It takes it's reps, man. You got to keep doing it. Uh, yeah. The next we had Dan Housen versus Ricky Starks, and wow, that short film prior to Ricky's entrance. Oh, man. I mean, stylistically, it fits a lot of the stuff that we've seen him do in the past. Yeah. And I don't oh, know yeah. if this is yeah. if this is predominantly him. It's him in collaboration with somebody I else. I don't know, but they're you he's great. helming this thing. Yeah. No, you're, you're absolutely right. You and I, you know, that's one thing we noted when he first started, you know, when he came onto our radar early on. Mm -hmm. he, like, his pinned tweet was like this rad little short film like, about absolute like, Ricky Starr. Yeah, and it was like Kubrick shot it. It was, I know, it, it had all those like very sort of static zooms. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and that's what we got tonight. It was awesome. Love to see it. I only wish, and this is so, this is such a little nitpick and it's silly, but have you noticed how, <laughs> how janky his actual Tron is compared to like what we know he can do with, with film, right? Mm -hmm. And they've got that cheesy like Tron animation. Oh, I know. <laughs> For for his for his entrance Tron, yeah, yeah they yeah. got like this futuristic, you know, whatever this shit they pulled off in Vada or whatever. Yeah. So like maybe use some of that cool footage that they shot. They use whatever this stuff was, and use that instead, man. I know, I know. Like cut it to the rhythm of his theme. Yeah. Oh my god, because his theme is like it's, it's like him. Fantastic. Yeah. Danhausen, Hangman. Those are man three of the best themes. Danhausen. So the, the only thing that bummed me out, they gave Danhausen like three minutes here, man. I feel like when yeah. you have, dude, Danhausen is so over. You look out in that crowd, there's his face everywhere, his merch is everywhere. It's like Shinsuke. That time he went to NXT, and 30% of the crowd is like wearing probably, Shinsuke stuff. Probably 40% they had Nakamura stuff on. It was um, a lot of it Nakamura. Was a lot. There's it was a, a lot. lot of Danhausen. I know. In the crowd, man. You know, right now, He's in a position where he's still incredibly over, but doesn't have to win. Yeah. That has to change at some point. I agree with you. At some point, yeah. Um, yeah. This was a really short match. It was fun, though. Uh, ultimately, Ricky. So, uh, towards the finish, Dan has the sense Starks into the corner, and uh, Ricky hits his head on the second turnbuckle and sell him neck. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, Starks hits a spear for the win. He grabs the mic. He's still grabbing his neck too. He tells Danhausen that was very nice, very evil. But he's, but Danhausen is not absolute and just like last week. I still got, <clears throat> excuse me, something in the tank. Let's have another challenger, and I'm being real tonight. Who's gonna mm-hmm. step up? And the crowd's already chanting Hook. Yeah, right. Yeah, and then it's Hook. It's Hook. Yeah, it's Hook. Yeah, crowd pop huge for Hook. Um, I think this is awesome for Taz. You know, to see his son develop mm-hmm. and to, to, to be uh, such an integral part of him being an AEW. And, totally. And, and, and Rick is definitely wrestler. time for Ricky to move on from. It 100% is. Absolutely it is. And, uh, and, and the crowd was really, really super into this. So awesome for Hook. Awesome for Taz. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, and, and you know what? It also kind of protects Ricky anyways because he just had a match. Now, if that match was a little bit longer. And he's and, already selling neck. And he's selling the neck. Exactly. Um, so Hook was able to get him with Red Rum, and uh, Ricky tapped out, um, and uh, and then you know Starks gives him a little fist bump of, of respect. Hook leaves, and then we come back from commercial. We have a Ricky Starks interview. This was this is great. phenomenal, phenomenal, great. So he said, you know, I lost, and Hobbs is behind him, and I'm just I just think of Hobbs. I'm like, man, that's that's his bestie. Mm-hmm. That's like you, you never mm-hmm. have to you know want, wonder about this guy. Uh, he says, I'm lost and I'm no stranger to losing and I'm okay with that. He says, but I want everybody to know something. I was given that title and I made the most of it. I took metal and leather and I made it into gold. What a great line. I brought, what's that? So what a great line. Oh, I know. It's great. He says, uh, I brought that title back to prominence. I did that. I busted my ass and I deserve to come out and talk for more than 40 seconds. He said, I'm tired of people telling me to wait for my time. My time is right now. He says, I haven't had a string of bad luck. I've had a string of bad timing. <laughs> And Hobbs just clubs him right in the back of the neck from behind and then gives him just a gnarly, a spine buster, yeah. man. Goodness yeah. gracious. And Taz is like, what is going on? What is this? Yeah, what's happening? What's going on right here? Sloppy shop. Yeah. Uh, then we got an acclaimed promo. Uh, Caster talks about uh, uh, defeating the ass boys in a rap battle. Uh, he says this week they're going to roast them again. Uh, and they'll have to watch their music video to learn about the stipulation for their bout, which is on Friday. Um, and Bowen says, uh, uh, we're going to take out the ass boys on Friday, and everybody's going to love our, our video. And I was expecting the video to play right then and there, but didn't play for this. It, it wasn't on Dynamite at all. That's just going to be funny. It it's is. Be hilarious. It is. Um, uh, did you watch Ramp? Did you watch a rap battle on Ramp? No, I did not. They gave Austin some fucking killer lines yeah just killer lines yeah you got you got to check it out <laughs> and then you know they, they kayfabe the whole thing so that austin gets sort of you know tongue-tied in the end and the yeah, yeah. end up winning but like hit the actual lines that he had and i don't i don't know why they did this but it was lopsided because caster came with some weak shit mm-hmm. and austin was absolutely annihilating him it was pretty funny but the crowd hate the ass boys so they're not really acknowledging that but the yeah, lines yeah. were really really good huh. yeah it was a pretty clever segment um, after that, we had Sammy Guevara versus Dante Martin. I mean, dude, the, half the shit they're doing, making it look so easy. You're like, what was that? The last what half of the match, Dante movie? Martin was wrestling with a sprained ankle. Jesus. It looked like. I mean, he was holding his ankle half the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He could do more with a sprained ankle well, I mean, than most people. And if do, that yeah. was part of the story they were selling, then that what a marvelous job selling. Yeah. Man, yeah, I don't know because half that shit, it was absolutely nuts, just nuts, mm-hmm. just absolutely nuts. Um, 
So anyways, uh, uh, so in the end, uh, Ty Conti was a little bit of a distraction for, uh, for Dante because uh, he goes up for a nosedive. Sammy's able to evade that, but it's because Ty was like yelling at Dante and he sort of took a sweet time getting up there. So Sammy was able to come to after the Spanish fly. He hits a, a, a Sammy evades, hits a double springboard cutter, and then falls with a GTH to get the win. Sammy starts stomping on Dante. Ty joins in. Sammy goes up top, and then Sky Blue stands between Sammy and Dante. Ty jaws a little bit with Sky. Anna J A S runs to the ring, punches Sky from behind. Ty and Anna lay into Sky, and then Ruby, Eddie, and Ortiz come out to make that save. Yep. Uh, then we got a quick Daniel Garcia interview. He's like, oh, Brian Danielson. I haven't heard that name in a couple months. Where has he been? He says, well, you were out, Danielson. I've been in the ring getting better. I'm fresh. I'm sharp. And I'm going to send you off on vacation again after that. They're going to call me the greatest technical wrestler. Uh, then we got another one of these great Sanjay Dutt, Jay Lethal, Satnam Singh promos. This shit was funny. These guys have really good chemistry. Amazing chemistry. So. Yeah. So Sanjay is starting to talk about death before dishonor, and Jay goes, no, I don't want to talk about that, even though Joe won with a legal chokehold. I'd rather talk about our unfinished business with best friends. And the best friends walk in, they're like, you're over here just talking crap about us when we're six feet away. What's the deal with that? Let's have a match on... We're in (laughs) tie-dye. We're in tie-dye. You can't can't not notice this. I know. We're going to have a match on Rampage, and you're going to wrestle too, Dutt. And Sanjay is like, I can't. I can't wrestle. I don't wrestle anymore, and they're just giving him crap about it. Mm-hmm. And eventually he gets mad. He accepts the match, and as soon as best friends walk away, he's like, why did I do that? I can't do this. <laughs> why didn't you stop me from doing this? Jay Lethal started to laugh. Yeah. Because Sanjay Dutt was hilarious Yeah, here. he was. It was great. Yeah. It that, was great. that was really good. <clears throat> uh, after that, we had, uh, we had that Jungle Boy interview. He's joined by Luchasaurus. Uh, uh, Jungle Boy runs Christian down. Calls him the biggest pussy he's ever met in his entire life. Crowd starts chanting pussy. He started. It's weird to say. Well, they can say that on cable. <laughs> I guess so. Huh? Um, he says, I watched Christian come out for weeks and talk all sorts of bullshit about uh, uh, my family. And he says, uh, uh, congratulations. You're the most relevant you've ever been. But as soon as uh, I come back, you tuck your tail and you run. For somebody who's been wrestling for as long as you have, losing a battle royal shouldn't be such a huge deal. He says, then I realized that Christian's strapped for cash because his wife divorced him. He said, just like all the bad guys in the movies with turtlenecks and small pricks. Uh, Oh, by the way, he did the little call me sign, too, which is a good touch. Um, He said Christian needed somebody to protect him to to protect. So he found himself a monster. But that monster is my best friend. And what Christian didn't realize is that he was only being protected uh, because uh, uh, nobody's getting his hands, their hands on Christian before I am. He's protecting him from me. Um, he says, uh, if Christian wants to talk shit, talk shit, I can take it. If you want to swing a chair at my head as hard as you can, do it, because I can take that too. He says, three years ago, I was standing in a dirt hole with my uncle, watching my tears flow, turning the dirt into mud. And then Christian is backstage uh, watching the TV mm-hmm. with his back to it, very WWE style. And so uh, so he interrupts. He's on the Tron. And he says, uh, he says you know, Luchasaurus, you made a big mistake. I, I showed you the way I was. You were going to be main eventing and getting gold, he says, but uh, you threw it all away to be Jungle Boy's lap dog. He says, last week I ran away because I was afraid of what I'd do to you, Jungle Boy. He says, appropriate that you're wearing the jacket I draped over you because the next thing I'm putting over you is a body bag. 
And I won't have to talk shit about your dad anymore because you're going to be laying in the dirt beside him. Ooh. 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 Heat. Hot Ooh. heat. Yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, next, we're backstage. Young Bucks, Brandon Cutler. And Cutler's turned the camera on. He's like, all right, we're rolling. The Young Bucks like, we don't want to do this. We don't want to do this. Until Cutler brings up the trios tournament. They're like, oh. Hmm. But then Cutler says, well, you know, now that all your friends are gone, I would make a great third wheel. And they're like, no, that's not going to happen. They start walking away. They walk up to Hangman Page. And then they just kind of mutter to each other, oh, happy birthday. I guess Nick's birthday is tomorrow. I think that's what Page said. Um, and the mats finally starting to have the conversation that they've been building to mm-hmm. try to extend that olive branch. Yeah. And then he says, well, you know, for the longest time, I've been wanting to talk to you about, and then dark order roll up. Uh, he said, fucking dorks, man. They don't have birthday cake. They have birthday broccoli. That's awful. That sounds like that's dog shit. That sounds that's like the worst birthday ever. You're about to you're about to make amends with friends that you've had for like a decade or whatever, mm-hmm. and these guys show up with like some broccoli and a little styrofoam dish. What? Get out yeah. of here! Yeah. Go away, please. So then the young bucks are like, "Okay, well, we'll we'll catch up with you another time." And they walk. And off. Keller says that was awkward. Yeah. Vin yeah. Smoke says it's a BTE joke. I don't really watch BTE. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about that shit. I'd rather have cake. Anyways, you just mean in a general uh, sense. Birthday cake, better than broccoli for birthday celebrations. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, also, birthday cake's a lot healthier than broccoli. I mean, that, that part's debatable. But, hey, we can move on. Tony Neese and Mark Sterling took on Swerve Strickland. Uh, of course, man, that, that little kick, that uh, that uh, finishing kick. Oh, that house Sterling. call. The house call, thank you, yeah. yeah. That was nice, man. That was great. Oh, yeah. oh, the talk, about, talk about Matt, Mark Sterling's fucking outfit, man. What did Taz said something like? It's like uh, Captain America threw up her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was red and blue. Uh, you know, it's, it's, he's wearing something that similar. I don't know if he's had the same exact color palette, but mm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Swerve wins with this. Not a surprise. However, early on in the match, we see Keith Lee watching the match backstage. After the match is over, we cut backstage Keith Lee's been laid out by Josh Woods, someone apparently Mark Sterling's been trying to recruit. So Swerve sees it on screen, and then Tony Nese attacks him from behind, picks up the tag title. So we'll get a little short-term feud here between uh, Lee and Swerve and Nice yeah. and Josh Woods. What do you think the... Uh, what do you think the all-out... You think they, they might do a FTR versus Swerve and, uh, and Lee at all-out? They'd be the guys to have all the titles on the line. I mean, it would like, be something. Who else is there? What, what's the rankings right now? I'm sorry. Go ahead. It, I mean, it could be. I mean, if if Lee and Swerve get their their three or at least two successful title defenses, their three championship wins, mm-hmm. stick with the Shaq and Kobe analogy. Um, it could be. I mean, they, if 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 this if this match comes with Nice and Woods is a uh, is a title belt. So, yeah, right now, uh, listen to this lineup here. Mm-hmm. All the people that aren't going to be challenging for titles. So, the number one contender for the AEW titles, of course, the tag titles, FTR. Number two is the Young Bucks. They're not doing that anytime soon. No. Number three is Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks. They just broke up. Uh, number four, it, it falls off a cliff here. Number four is number 10 and Evil Uno. And then number five is uh, Matt Menard and Angelo Parker. Daddy Magic and, yeah. 2.0. 
2.0. Uh, yeah, 2.0. Yeah. Yeah. JS. Yeah. So, hmm. yeah. I mean, it's got to be yeah. FTR taking those belts off. It's going to be FTR. It's going to be. A, hopefully, they get plenty of title defenses in the next six weeks or so. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to happen at all out, but. Well, they got to have a match at all out, though. That's the oh, thing. they will, like, they will. Who yeah, else? Yeah, yeah. yeah, but that's my thing. Like, who else are they going to take on an all out? If they <laughs> I mean, if they do the dark order, it's going to be in the pre-show. <laughs> uh, uh, Josh Woods and Tony Nese, obviously. Um, <laughs> right, I kid. I kid. Lights out. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, so after that, we got a House of Black promo. Malachi is really making the pitch to Miro. He says, "There's no need for confusion. This entire world is a is a hoax. God and the devil are the same things nowadays, and that's when men like." Uh, me coming to play he says Miro you spent your whole life worshipping the throne I'll make sure you sit on that throne and everybody will kneel to you and the Brody pops in and says I attack you Darby because I, I can I won't stop uh, until the casket drops speaking which casket match yeah that'll be good that'll be good I'm pretty Darby sure Darby get his win back Darby is like undefeated in casket he matches. Is. It's like his thing, yeah. Yep. His finisher's the coffin drop. Of course he is. Yep. Uh, after that, we had our lone women's match of the night. Uh, Miyu uh, Yamashita versus Thunder Rosa. Of course, Yamashita got the win on Thunder Rosa back in uh, 18 days ago it was. Hmm. So two, two nine days. Two nine uh, days, yes. In uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling. This was the actual championship match. Thunder Rosa gets the win here. With the Fire Thunder Driver. Were there... Hold on a second. What? Were there were not any other, like, women's division segments even? No. No, there wasn't. There wasn't even, like, any other interviews or... Brit. No, usually, usually Jade gets a promo or an interview or something. I mean, Ty and... Anna JS were involved in stuff, but the actual division got no yeah. shine whatsoever. Like he does those three hour press conferences after media scrums. Somebody can't fucking grill him on that shit. I know. Like what the fuck, dude? I know. I know. I know. This was a solid bout. This was a lot of fun. Oh, the uh the, 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 eight, the eight minutes we got were a lot of fun. I know. It'd be great if that was like twelve <laughs> to fifteen. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. Yeah. No, it was good. It was it was physical. It was, they yeah, were beating the shit out of each it other. It was. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Give give them give them more time. Yeah. More matches. More time. More, more matches. Segments. More time. More segments. All, All that. that stuff. All that. Uh, yeah. Uh, Thunder Rosa got the win. Fire Thunder Driver. Then uh, it was announced, uh, along with the matches for Rampage Dynamite, the undisputed leader coming back next week. Mm-hmm. Dynamite. Mm-hmm. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice. Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Um, and then we got our main event, Daniel Garcia versus Brian Danison. Speaking about a physical match, holy shit. Danielson early on especially was laying it in. Dude. Snug. You always know he's been he's been away for a couple months now. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he was just chomping at the bit. Oh, I know. He always does it. When he came back from that first retirement of his, him being thrown around by Brock. Somebody posted a, a little gif or a little video clip 
of like Brock absolutely annihilating him, slamming on the ground, and then he and the camera captures Daniel uh, uh, Daniel Bryan bringing himself back up, and he has this little smile on his face. Oh, he loves he just, this. He lo- he, he loves, loves this shit, and he loves fucking with us because we all know he was out from for concussion yeah. reasons, or that's you know we've been told anyways. And uh, and he starts you know midway through the match starts holding his head. So he hits a missile drop kick, yeah, off the yeah. top, and then he 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 hits, and I watch him because I'm always scared about the missile drop kicks because you're taking a flat back bump off the top rope essentially. Mm-hmm. So and, and I paid close attention. His head didn't really hit the mat. If it did, it wasn't mm-hmm. like on impact. So mm-hmm. I was like, when he started selling head, I was like, okay, I'm like 95% sure this is story and the fact that no one threw up an X and all that kind of stuff. This mm-hmm. is the story they're telling here. And given his history with concussions, I understand why he does it because it instantly sucks you in. It's like, oh shit, is he actually hurt? But at the same time, I don't want to worry about anybody actually being hurt during the course of a match, you know? Well, that's a whole... That's a whole discussion that we could have that would take way too long because what you're saying is absolutely right is it appropriate to fuck with our feelings in that way i don't know again i don't know the answer to that question but danielson's the best at doing it he's so good at doing that shit yeah yeah this was a fantastic bout um early on garcia pulls back the mat ringside to expose the concrete and after Danielson does the drop kick and selling head. Garcia takes him out to the floor. DDTs him on that concrete. Yeah, busts right. Up, yeah. Bus open uh, Brian Danielson. Gosh, it was so good. But when, when yeah. Brian eventually uh, does his comeback, it's amazing. He was throwing stiff shots at mm-hmm. Garcia. Forearms, mm-hmm. kicks. I mean, he's doing those yes kicks. Every one of those, but the last one to the head was mm-hmm. stiffer than shit. Oh, yeah, man. They were all. Yeah. He, he locks on cattle mutilation. Uh, hits a tiger suplex. He's looking for the elbows. Garcia catches it. He's hitting elbows of his own, and Brian Danielson just slowly starts to stand up. Mm-hmm. He just no sells it completely. Uh, hits um, Garcia with a bunch of elbows. A regal capture suplex. I guess, but two count. He's looking for the knee plus. Garcia counters that. Uh, they're trading some strikes. Eventually, Brian does hit the knee plus. Looks for a label lock. Garcia gets the ropes. He rolls to the floor. And so Brian hits him with a uh, knee plus off the apron. He puts Garcia back in the ring, and as he's about to get in, a hand comes up from underneath the apron and grabs him by the foot. Mm-hmm. And so he has to pull his foot free. He gets back in the ring. Garcia hits with a pile driver, locks on, locks on that kind of sharpshooter-type finish he has, and Brian passes out, and Garcia wins. It's pretty surprising. It's Brian mm-hmm. Danielson's return match. You know what I love about it, too, is that in Garcia's interview earlier, he had said, if you slip up once, I'm going to be there to take advantage. And that's exactly what happened. It wasn't exactly a slip up yeah, <laughs> because Hager was under the ring. But it was one moment where Brian didn't was not paying attention to Garcia. Well, you know, not not his fault that he that he you know, there's a hand yeah. <laughs> got like the fucking evil dead um, coming out of the ground. But uh, but yeah, in that one moment, Garcia was there. He made good on that in mm-hmm. order to take advantage, and he did. And it was awesome for Garcia. Yeah. Um. And uh. And and yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing 
where this is going to go because I go watch these two wrestle. Oh, absolutely. All absolutely. day long. Absolutely. Uh, let's yeah. move on to NXT. I guess we talked a little bit of an overview early on. I just felt like the show had a lot of talking. It had a lot of talking. A lot of talk. I mean, so did AEW, but... AEW's talky bits are usually short, and they sprinkle in, in throughout the show. You don't usually... Like, the opening segment was, like, eight minutes long. Yeah, I was, was not a fan of the opening And segment. then there was yeah. more promo. There was a Grayson Waller promo after that, and then a Tony D'Angelo thing backstage with the family. It was just a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just a lot. Um. Yeah, I like the main event. I thought the main event was. I, I Diamond Mine is like one of my favorite things. Yeah, in no, NXT they're really right great now. right now. It's, it, 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 it kind of bums me out that they're falling apart. Because well, when, when they're when they're clicking, they're so much fun together. Not just in the ring, but like the dynamic between them all. The thing that I really love in the, like their little backstage segment was like Julius is clearly the leader at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like he's the guy who stepped in last. He, number one, they they have to have. I don't know about now necessarily if Triple H likes them, but like I could see why they'd be so high on Julius. Because oh, yeah. number one, he's big. He's a tall dude, super athletic. Yeah, and a fan. He's he. This dude has it. Like in another two years, he's gonna be a fucking good pro wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's already good, but he's gonna be fucking good in two years. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I thought you know it's kind of funny to see Roddy sort of you know seed. The power uh, to to Julius in that scrum, and then what happens? Uh, you know, in the finish there, Roderick accidentally uh, hits Julius with that awesome jumping knee of his. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so another really good match get... was uh, Andre Chase versus uh, Giovanni Vinci. You know it's the way Vinci's match, been yeah. booked of late. Spec- not quite a squash match, but a, not a terribly competitive uh, bout. Crowd was super into it. All the near falls for Chase got the crowd really thinking he had a chance. Mm. Wasn't to be, but man, it was it was really well executed. I don't know, we didn't even long like six minute match, you know. Um, yeah, it felt long. Mm-hmm. It felt kind of long because it was yeah, it was it was really good, and yeah, they let Andre Chase get a lot of shit in. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's one of those things where like they know that Chase is supposed to be there to put other people over, but he does really good work. He does like his that Chase you shit is over. It's oh, yeah. hella over. Oh yeah, it really is. Um, it really is. So, yeah, there's that. What do you think of this J.D. McDonough stuff where he just walks around just, like, talking about ripping people apart? I get the idea, but he, I didn't f- feel like he came off menacing enough. That's the mm-hmm, idea, that yeah. he's walking around in, in, in kind of mundane ways, talking about how, you know, like he could hit someone with the ring bell hammer in the hand and dislodge a finger and, and talking about how Wade Barrett's injuries from bare-knuckle fighting will lead to him getting hurt easier like i get it i get the Mm -hmm. idea i don't know it just felt it could have been more efficient i think is the there's that too but i i didn't really i didn't really feel like like jordan devlin came off as really menacing at all not like he He did with the mannequin i thought the mannequin stuff was much 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 more efficient and and much more i'll put it this way i found myself chuckling with him as opposed to, oh, this guy is terrifying. So I yeah. think I know what you're talking about. Yes. I thought I thought it was entertaining, but I didn't. I don't know if it did what it was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I think I, I feel you out here. I think the idea uh, is like, well, this guy's this guy's, you know, taking the American Psycho analogy. You know, mm-hmm. what's the deal with this guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this yeah, guy's, yeah. There's there's menace to him. Yeah. I, just didn't, I didn't. I didn't feel that. I, didn't feel I mean, that. honestly, he should. They should have just done a little video where he's talking about business cards. I know. Let's look at Braun Breaker's business <gasps> card. It's got a watermark. 
It's bone. Bone. <laughs> You're sitting there doing crossword puzzles, yes. Bone, bone est. Uh, well, let's just jump into it. Open up with a Zoe Stark promo. Uh, so how do you, how, how, how should we? Um, <laughs> you said, hey, let's uh, let's power run this. Uh, let's I got power it. walk. Just watch this. So Zoe Stark <laughs> opens the show with the promo. She talks about her rehab process um, and says all the pain and, and whatnot was worth it to get back and to hear that reaction uh, on the night of the Battle Royal. She is new number one contender. Uh, she's going to take the title off Mandy. Core Jade shows up on that platform they have um, and uh, yells at Zoe for stealing her spotlight. Um, and Zoe says, well, it made me sick when you threw Cora through the tag title of the trash. Title is a piece of trash. You are Cora. Yeah. And then Cora says, oh, you're jealous I did more in a week than you, with that title than you ever did. And then anyways, they're up to my toxic attraction. Uh, Mandy, uh, Talks about how she's about to become the fourth longest reigning champion in NXT history. And Zoe challenges her to the title match tonight. Instead, Gigi Dolan says, I'll fight you and I'm going to put you on the shelf again. Mm-hmm. Well done. Well done. After the uh, Grayson Walla promo, uh, where he said he's going to embarrass Wesley uh, and well then done. Tony D'Angelo. Look at that. See? Tony D'Angelo gave a pet. Look, I'll, I'm just going to put it this way in case anybody. Oh, they're not they're doing the whole thing. We love NXT. Look, here's the thing. If something stands out in a segment we'll that, is partic- that, that tickles us, then we'll talk about it. Okay. Yes. But uh, after that, we had Tony D giving a pep talk to his family. talking. About, I'm, you know what? I'm actually kind of sad that he doesn't give more specifics about what Electra Lopez's I know. increase in revenue is at the docks. It was 18%. Is it more? Has Wild and Cruz, now that they've been stepping up, what is their percentage at the docks? I know. Is and it, what is exactly, it a protection racket? And what is exactly are they doing to up profits? I want to know these things. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so anyways, they got an eight-man tag tonight. He's got a good feeling about it. He says to Diamond Mine, it's not personal, it's just business. Yep. Uh, uh, after that, we had Grayson Waller versus Wesley. Waller had the upper hand for a while, and he starts talking trash. That makes Wesley upset. Uh, he hits Waller with a suicide dive, uh, puts Waller back in the ring. He goes up top. Waller pushes him to the floor, and as Lee's standing back up, Trick Williams is in the crowd with boxing gloves on. So Waller's distracting the ref. Trick punches Whoop-a. Lee. Lee just barely beats the 10 count. Waller gets out of the ring and then goes back in the ring to hit his rolling stunner to get the win. Mm, unless yeah. and it, It's kind of clunky when he does his finish, unless it's kind of like organically uh, motivated that he is getting out of the ring. You have if he to just jumps out of the ring and then just jumps back in, I'm like, what are you doing that for? Just hit it's a stunner like there. It's like the least come out of nowhere thing, you know? I know. I know. Yeah. Uh, this was brutal. A schism interview. It's it, the, this shit's just it's just brutal. It really it is. is. It is like it's what's funny about it though is that I Gibson. Look, I've always loved Gibson. He's great. He's a phenomenal talker. An absolutely and, phenomenal talker. And even in this role as creepy guy with no hair and a weird uh, contact and talking the way he does, he's really damn good. Unfortunately, it's mired in this boring ass bullshit. With Joe Gacy, who, by the way, I like Joe Gacy also. But this stuff that they're doing is lame as fuck, man. It sucks. It sucks. It sucks. So anyways, they say nothing here. Yeah. They literally say nothing. They're asked about Grimes, and he talks about him being lonely, and I can be his father figure, and he can join us under the schism tree. 
Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, early in the day, Ariana Grace is watching her her bit in the Battle Royal, and uh, she, she's posing to the crowd. She blames Indy for robbing her fans of a special moment. Indy steps in. No timeout in Battle Royals. This motivates match later on. Uh, after that, uh, Delaney says his theme, his theme still goes hard. I love Joe Gacy's theme. It's a good it's song. A fucking cool theme. Yeah. It's a good song. Everything else about this whole story, his character is garbage, though. What's odd, Maggie says, put Indy on main. I would not be shocked. Wouldn't it be great if she joined uh, uh, Theory as, like, his, you know, adopted hey, John. sister? John! <laughs> Cruz versus Zion Quinn uh, was next. Cruz wins this uh, with a spine buster. Yeah, he didn't hit his, his usual finisher. Uh, yeah, I know. I wonder if this is, like, his new finisher. It's kind of underwhelming, to be honest with you. The end of this match was a little clunky. Well, Zion Quinn's in it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. probably explains stuff. I know. There seemed like there was a miscommunication, like when Cruz jumped <laughs> off the top rope. I think I think Zion was supposed to catch him and hit that fireman carry move. and then. Yeah, I, I wish that there was a Zion interview. I actually find his interviews hilarious. You know, you look up pro wrestling in the, in the internet, and then you come across my picture. Oh, <laughs> this so dude bad. makes me laugh. Uh, anyways, after that, we had a toxic attraction interview. Everybody talks. Manny says uh, her match with Zoe at Heat Wave has been canceled because Gigi's going to put Zoe back in the hospital. So that's not official. And in fact, it's not even true because Zoe lost that match. So then Saray steps in. She says, I wasn't in the battle royal because I was over in the UK. I want to. Saray's just going up. Everybody asked for title shots. I want a title know. shot. She asked a freaking Mako. I want a title shot, which, by the way, is going to be a hell of a match. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Manny says, You know, I haven't forgotten what you did to me. Try to rearrange my face. I'll see you in the ring next week, next I, match. I did like that they mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was like a year ago. Uh, then mm-hmm. we got a solo Sokoa video package. Uh, package. This was really cool. Essentially, he just challenges Von Wagner to a Falls County Anywhere match. It was a little cinematic. Yeah, it was great. It was well done. This was, he, yeah, he was really fucking good in this. This is like He's a, a good little, promo. He's a really good promo. He's a really good promo, yeah. Uh, after that, we had, yeah, especially compared to what we got from Von Wagner <laughs> later on. <laughs> Uh, after that, we had Gigi Dolan versus Zoe Stark. Uh, Zoe Stark gets the win here uh, with her. Yeah, with her finish. I like that was one line here. Zoe hits kick, follows with finish for the win. Uh, JC gets in the ring. Zoe tosses her out. Mandy tries to sneak attack. Stark spots her. Mandy gets out of there. And then Cora Jade hits the ring. Hits Zoe with a kendo stick. Roxanne Perez runs to the ring. Cora gets out of there through the crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we get a quick little bit. J.D. McDonough arrives at the Performance Center. Uh, the valet asks, hey, usual parking spot. And J.D. says, nope, I'm a paying customer tonight. Well, like, you can still get your usual parking spot, right? And what's even more confusing, he goes in through the employee door. I know. I know. So They don't collect tickets there. doesn't make any doesn't sense. doesn't make any sense. After uh, that, we have yeah. a Wendy Chu video package. She's dreaming about Tiffany Stratton eliminating her from the Battle Royal. Uh, then she wakes up. Uh, she, yeah, she says she woke up on the wrong side of the bed all because of Tiffany. Uh, she tells Stratton this isn't over. Next time she sees uh, Tiffany, it's going to be lights out. Man, with Triple H in charge, maybe they'll transition. You know, it'd be cool if they transition Wendy Chu back into. What was it, Mei Ying? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what if that's her alter ego? Wouldn't that be fucking cool? That'd be interesting if they if 
they went back and forth with it. If they did it right, you know, it'd be yeah. kind of cool. That could be fun. Uh, then we had uh, J.D. McDonough starts off in the audience. We kind of talked about this where uh, he went to some person in the crowd and was saying, hey, be careful eating that popcorn because you could choke could on choke it. Choke on it, yeah. He goes to the timekeeper, talks about the, the hammer they use to ring the ring bell, how if he hits on the hand with it, it can dislocate a, a, a finger. Uh, he has nothing but nice things to say about Alicia Taylor, the ring announcer. Walks over to Wade, talks about... Uh, the calcium deposit he has in his hands from all those years uh, bare-knuckle boxing and how mm. that can make it easier to hurt him when he manipulates his fingers, a piece of it get dislodged. And then he goes over to Vic, and he says, I heard what you said about my family last week, and I didn't like it. You're tall and thin. You probably got a soft bone structure. I feel like I could break your collarbone with my bare hands. And he starts squeezing on him. Yeah. And he says, I won't. But I won't. I he won't says one more person. Yeah, there's one more person. I mean, he couldn't break his collarbone with a bare hand. Get out of here with that nonsense. Finger, maybe, maybe collarbone, no really way. strong hands, man. Man, I don't know. Uh, and then uh, he says, Braun, come on not to the ring. I want to introduce myself to you formally. And then Braun just says, well, at Heat Wave, you're going to get real acclimated yeah. with me, and you're not going to like it. Let's make it official next week. We have a headbutt from JD. He's looking for a devil inside. Braun hits a headbutt of his own. And then when JD sits up, he's got a little blood in his mouth and he smiles. Got some blood there. Uh, after that, we had a Chase U promo. Uh, Andre is about to have a match with uh, Vinci. Uh, and he asked for the scouting report from Bodie and uh, Thea. And uh, and he's like, yeah, dude, Vinci was rude to me. The whole car thing. And Thea's like, oh, I loved his car. I accidentally touched it. And then Vinci got mad at me. And she says, let me at him. And then Chase says, nobody talks to you guys like that. Uh, uh, I'm going to take care of Vinci. And then Nathan Fraser walks in. Everybody's happy to see him because he's like yeah. a cool guy. Yeah. And he's like, can I be an honorary flag waver tonight? And they're like, yeah, dude, do it. Yeah. Uh, then we get another Axiom video package. Um, Axiom. And then we got a Roxanne Perez interview, and she's talking about uh, if Cora wants to throw away her their friendship, fine. Don't disrespect the title. And I got someone else who agrees with me. And then Medusa. Alundra Blaze. Blaze is back. Steps or in. Or is in NXT. Yeah, she's, she steps in with a garbage can. Mm-hmm. And then she says, I'll let you do the honors. And so Roxanne pulls out the tag title. And uh, Medusa says, these tag titles should be worn by two women who are proud. Oh, sorry. Uh, Roxanne said that. Says, these tag titles should be worn by two women who are proud to wear them. And Medusa says, 25 years ago, I dumped the women's title in the trash. And it took a long time to crown a new women's champion. But this time it won't take very long because next week this will be a fatal four-way ma- uh, tag match. Winner will be the new women's tag champs. Man, if they had any sense over there at NXT, they'd make Alundra Blaze the new William Regal. That would be the great. new general manager. That'd Wouldn't be that great. be cool? That would be awesome. That'd be neat. Uh, after that, Giovanni Vinci versus Andre Chase. We talked about this a little bit. Really good match. They gave yeah. it plenty of time. Uh, uh, Vinci ends up getting the win here. Uh, with a power bomb, but man, just up until the last second, it looked Fantastic. like Chase Chase might have had this, but uh, Victoria yeah. for uh, Vinci. Indeed. Uh, Diamine, they're warming up for their match. Uh, Ivy's talking about how it feels good to be united. Uh, uh, Brutus is getting Kemp all hyped up. Uh, Roddy says, hey, Tony D has united us. Now we're focused on dominating and the Julius, as you mentioned earlier, is the last one to walk in. It says, we eat and we compete and we're all hungry. Uh, if you get hurt this match, power through it. Tony D and his crew may have knocked them down. Now we're getting up and we're going to drop them. Uh, pressure makes diamonds, but tonight they break bones. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, this next bit was great because this women's tag title stuff is coming up. Uh, uh, what's Ulyssa Le- Leone? Like, Ulyssa Leone and yeah. Valentina Ferois. Thank you. Yeah. So they're FaceTiming, talking about prepping for the tag match next week. And Song is there. Chill Song is there. And she's like, do you think we're ready? And he's like, you're ready, man. He says, next week we're going to hear and new tag to women's tag team champions. This dude just gives me the feel good. You know, man, he just he's seems like great. the chillest dude. He's best vibes. Totally. Totally. Yeah, Chill Sanga. Chill Sanga is the best. Uh, then we get a Caden Carter, Katana Chance interview. Carter's upset about the tag title being thrown in the trash. And then uh, Katana says those titles belong around the waist. People who are really friends. And that's what you're looking at. Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley walk in. <laughs> excuse me, walk in. Paxley starts talking crap. Uh, Carter's like, you two aren't even a real team. And Ivy says, yeah, we are, and we'll prove it. When we win the tag titles, and Electra Lopez walks in, gives Ivy crap, and then it says, Diamond Mine are going to lose tonight. And then Paxley punches her, and then everybody starts fighting. Who's Lopez's tag team? Uh, no, she's not. I don't think she's in She's in the match. She was just going in, in there to talk trash to Ivy Nile about Diamond Mine. Oh, because Diamond Mine. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, after that, we had Indy Hartwell versus Ariana Grace. Indy. Uh, gets the win here with a running boot after Grace was arguing with the ref because she had her feet up on the ropes. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had Robert Stone and Von Wagner promo. Uh, Stone says, "I heard we heard what you had to say, Solo Sokoa. And do you really want a false count match uh, against this man, Von Wagner? He says, Von, already took you out in the streets, so we're going to decline your offer. Then wait, Von's wait, like, Stone, wait, what are you doing? There you what go. are you doing, Stone? And, uh, and, and, and Stone's like, look, man, here's the thing. We already got a lot to worry about. You've already run off Sophia. And Vaughn says, look, if she wants to be a model, I don't give a shit. Last week I became street champ. Solo wants his crown back. Come get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was great because in the Hulu version, they didn't censor out the shit. They did on the, the television broadcast. I at least know. The West I, watched the, I watched the Hulu version first and I was like, were commercials and recaps really uh, an additional 40 minutes? Because this thing was only like 55 minutes. Then I had to go back and watch the Ariana match and the the gotcha. Chase U match. Gotcha, you know. gotcha. Who um, cuts off NXT? The important stuff, man. So then after that, we had a Kiana James presentation about what's wrong with the NXT Women's Division, and she just says it's Nikita Lyons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, after that, we had an Alba Fire video package. Mm-hmm. And then we had our main event: Tony D'Angelo family versus the Diamond Mine. This is wildly fun. So towards the finish here, you had Julius and uh, and Roderick Strong just blasting everybody with their own finishes. So you had Roderick yeah. Strong kneeing a guy, doing that great jumping knee, best in the yeah. business. Oh, and then yeah. Julius had followed up with that great sliding uh, clothesline thing. Mm-hmm. And that happens to multiple people in Tony's crew until they have Tony up and he dodges out of the way and, uh, and, and, and uh, Roderick hits julius with his jumping knee mm-hmm. and then uh tony hits a spinning fisherman breaker for the win on uh on julius julius yeah because yep. roddy gets out of there yeah yep yeah. uh show closes with uh medusa she walks out sorry a lunge blaze i guess we're in wb's universe so we have to dab e say a lunge blaze uh she walks out to the parking lot she's interviewed uh asked who do you think is going to win next week she says i don't know but the uh, last team standing earns the right to be called champ. And then Gigi and JC walk in and say, that's us. There are no other tag teams, only toxic attraction. Um, so just give us the bills. 
Yeah. And then uh, Medusa says, well, if they want the titles, then they'll have to fight for them next week. Yeah, fight for them if you want these titles. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and answer a couple of questions. I have a thread right here on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Got a variety of uh, reward tiers over there. We got some bonus content. You can leave questions if uh, you can't make the show live. We're going to start off with, uh, let's see here. Uh, Alex Foster says, do you guys think the constant mentions of Electra doing a lot for Tony D will lead to anything? Maybe when LDF finally leaves, Electra may turn on them. It'd be interesting if by increasing profits for the Tony D'Angelo family, Legato is at the same time procuring that particular part of the organization for themselves. I was thinking the same thing, yeah. Because here's the thing. Usually, mob... Okay. From what I have understood from movies and documentaries, all right, mob bosses run things via muscle. They have a whole structure where they're at the top of the hierarchy, and they have all they have a whole army of people beneath them. Yeah, and all the bosses and sub bosses, lieutenants, and all it comes up. Tony doesn't seem to have that. He's got one guy. So how is he actually strong arming? How is he actually like enforcing his way on Electra? Wild and uh, uh, Cruz. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense unless they're, they kayfabe some sort of like management contract where in order to get paid, they have to do his bidding. Um, but, you know, he's not really. No. No. What I know of as a mob boss. Doesn't make no, any sense. Not really. Not really. Uh, Shane's birthday tweet What show seems like the talent has more fun, 2.0 or Dynamite? At this point, I'd probably... The fact that I don't have a clear answer probably says it's probably a toss-up. Yeah. Because it does seem like the 2.0 cast is developing really good chemistry, and it seems like they're having a really good time. I think there are probably certain people on the AEW roster is having a really good time. Mm-hmm. I imagine there's a lot of people there that are probably frustrated because they're just, they have a really large roster, and there's not room for a lot of people. I know, yep. Um, let's see here. Uh, Taimur Rahman with the way they had Vince be the mentor of theory on screen, pick someone from NXT 2.0 to be brought up to Maine. That would be best for triple H to mentor on screen. Hmm. Interesting. I'd say it's Carmelo. You're my guy. Yeah. You remind me of a young version of my best friend. Heartbreak. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes you literally wear the same gear as him. Uh, White Brownie, obviously not main, but would 2.0 make more sense to share talent with other promotions? I mean, I think from WB's perspective, yeah, but I don't know, like, what would AEW get out of doing a crossover show with NXT? Nothing. Wait, was that the question? He says, obviously not main, would 2.0 make more sense to share talent with other oh, promotions? Oh, share talent with other promotions. Sorry. Some people have read that as crossover. Um... I mean, I mean, it'd be kind of interesting if, you know, like what they're doing, sending talent on excursion to NXT UK, like actually do that to other places. That could be interesting. Well, like Charlie Dempsey did. He was in the last progress chapter. Yeah. So I think they but it's part of the hierarchy, you know, like NXT UK will go down to progress, I think, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it'd be great. I, I think it'd be awesome if they yeah. did that. Mix it up. I know there's got to be some like WWE. 
I don't think so. Like WWE sort of bought all the promotions that are friendly at WWE. More or less, yeah. Yeah. Um, Dex Guns switch the bloodline, the elite from each company. What's the first storylines you would do? It would be it would be Mox and Roman, or mm -hmm. Blackpool Combat Club against Bloodline um, for the elite. Assuming it's Kenny and the Young Bucks. I do like uh, I don't know what's a tag team like Kenny I'd want to see with Seth mm -hmm. I think that's sort of a natural thing mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of like a tag team for the Young Bucks I mean if the Usos are gone you know that's not the team oh what if you do I mean you'd have to do a path to get there. Seth and and Street Profits against Kenny and the Young Bucks. That's a cool idea. Uh, Kevin Owens and Street Profits versus Kenny because Kevin Owens versus Kenny Omega would be would be really good. Would be really be cool. really good. Yeah. Uh, Xavier Gray says, uh, "Were you guys surprised to see Medusa on NXT?" No, I was pleasantly surprised. I thought yeah. it was awesome. Yeah, I thought it was pretty great. Keep her there, man. General Manager. That'd be awesome. I know. Um, let's see here. Luis Areza asking this. I think he's probably asked this before. Who's the guy in the suit with the bag over his head? It's a box on his head. It's Kip, Kip Sabian. Sabian. We've talked about that before, Luis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I don't know if he's just trolling us or if, or if that's a serious question. If it's a serious question, I'm sorry, Luis. Yes. Uh, let's see here. Uh, we've talked about this already. Um, we've talked about that already. Uh, we've talked about that already. Uh, we've talked about that. Uh, oh, okay, here we go. This is a good one. <laughs> oh, we have one, and then we'll finish on this one. Mel Supposed says, with the addition of Claudio, do you think Moxley is the first to leave the Blackpool Combat Club? Who's the first to leave? Oh, I'd probably say it's Brian Danielson. I could see that. I can like, I mean, he's upset because he doesn't think he's Regal's star pupil anymore. Okay, yeah. Gets mad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Frank Penguin, which is a great name, by great the name. way. Great name. Says, did anybody else get Colin Robinson vibes for J.D. McDonough's promo? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I tell you, the ring bell here has a heck of a hammer. Yeah, I can see if, that. Uh, I can see that. You put this hammer on the hand at the right time, then, you know, you could easily dislodge a, fi dislodge a finger. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, everybody's like. That. He's just powering up. He's <laughs> levitating off the ground. <laughs> oh, man. All right. That's going to do it for us, everybody. We're going to go check out the uh, the Vampire Nightclub. Uh, thanks for watching. We appreciate it. Tomorrow, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. We'll make an announcement also on the channel and on yep. uh, our Twitter. Uh, Smash Zone tomorrow night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. Thanks for watching. We appreciate it. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Stone Cold Steve Austin impersonator Phil McDonald here to tell you to go support Going In Raw and Friendo Club at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. They got bonus episodes, ad-free audio, a weekly newsletter rounding up the weekend wrestling news, and a bunch more. Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Go support or get hit with a stutter. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, 
it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh.